and welcome to another Word on NXT edition of Word on Wrestling. And I got to tell you, it's 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 been it's been a lot. It's been a whirlwind. A lot of things have been going on between NXT and NXT UK, and um, we're going to do our best to talk about it. Uh, if you want to hear my thoughts on uh, AEW Dynamite, as well as some preliminary thoughts on NXT this week, you can definitely check me out on Twitch, on uh, on Reckless Mage's page. Uh, shout outs to uh, Samuel Kalunga. Definitely appreciate him inviting me onto his platform. And hopefully some of the people that listen to him are listening to me right now. And vice versa. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and do my best to get his link put inside the description. And yeah, man, it's... I don't know, man. If, 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 if you've got the pun inside the title, you pretty much know what, what, what we're talking about here. You know, uh, Bait to the Future and a Davenport Lorian. I know all my Marty McFlies get it. All my Marty McFlies. Definitely hope you guys are all listening. I'm not a chicken. <laughs> and I'm definitely not a Biff. That's Jack Swagger or J- or Jake Hager. But uh, we're not here to talk about AEW. We'll be talking about AEW tomorrow a little bit more. Um, probably more so the backstage stuff. Uh, we cover, like I said, I, uh, I was on uh, Samuel Kalunga's show, uh, aka Reckless Mage. I was on his show. That's at twitch.tv slash Reckless Mage. And uh, I believe he goes live twice a week. I want to say for Raw, he does one for Raw, if I, if, if I understand his schedule correctly. Uh, I was actually on his second episode of of of, of uh, the distraction finish. That is the the name of of the show, and it is quite apropos because if if there's one thing wrestling will do, no matter how old or how new it is, you can expect a distraction finish on every show, sometimes multiple. Uh, so definitely, that was a definitely a, that the name definitely caught me, and I and I believe it's an extension from something that he did and that and that other um, host on Rasselcast, uh, and I believe it's also a drinking game. So depending on the promotion that you're watching, if you're trying to play the distraction finish drinking game, the disclaimer: you better pick the right show. Because if there's a distraction finish, you have to drink. So hopefully you don't agree to play and think you're going to drink some Pepsi because you're straight edge. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll get in the fill pause uh, tomorrow uh, when I rec- when I record uh, the word on wrestling proper to go over Raw, AEW, SmackDown. Uh, possibly might get into some Impact. Not sure what else I can get into. Uh, just all depends on the time frame. I might change things up for football season when football season starts properly. Uh, there is at the end of this at the end of September. Um, I, I I will most likely be. I got like most of my. I got the tickets. I got I got my way to get up there. 
to get to get back home to Jersey uh, to go ahead and uh, watch my Jets beat one of my coworkers' favorite team, my coworkers' favorite team. You know, the team that lost in the Super Bowl last year. I was kind of rooting for them, but I had my money on the Rams. It was kind of one of those situations. So yeah. Uh, they're going to be playing the Bengals. Hopefully, Zach Wilson is fully healthy. Uh, everybody's clamoring for this third-string quarterback or fourth-string quarterback to start or for him to at least take Zach White's spot or, I mean, uh, excuse me, Mike White's spot or for him to take Joe Flacco's spot as the backup. And I'm just like, look, man, we drafted Zach Wilson for a reason. But uh, you guys ain't aren't really here for football talk, are you? Uh, let me just double-check something real quick. I think my um, hmm. Let me double check something real quick and make sure I didn't miss the Rasselcast um, the Rasselcast draft. I, I believe I thought it was supposed to be tomorrow. As okay, woo, that was a close call. It's tomorrow at six o'clock. So um, I'm gonna do my best to get word on wrestling recorded before the draft. And my team, my team, I got I probably got the best name because like most of most of the most of the group that I'm in is is for Rassel. Oh, excuse me, it's the CSPN Fantasy League. Uh, so Rasselcast is a part of the CSPN. Um, I wish I remembered how Don Delarente promotes it on on the different pods: Rawcast, Rasselcast, SmackDown Matters, NXT Cast. And on uh, the various editions of Dark Match, if you have their Patreon. Um, I think it's CSPNmedia.com. I'm, I'm not quite sure. I know they have a, I know there's a comic book podcast on there. Don runs a lot of the wrestling podcasts on there. They might have some other podcasts there. Um, so definitely check those guys out as well. Uh, you can search Rasselcast on your social media, uh, excuse me, on your podcast app of choice. And then you should see the New Day holding the Rasselcast sign. And that's how you know you're there. You get all, all of the app, you get all the shows there. And then, like I said, if you get the Patreon, you get the Dark Match. And I believe one of the Dark Match episodes uh, covers AEW Dynamite. Uh, shout outs to Miss Semi. Uh, who also does NXT cast, and then Miss Jade to the max. She's on SmackDown Matters. And Mo to the underscore Reese, aka Mo Meltzer, is is the co-host of Rawcast. Which, uh, and then I believe when they do a Rasselcast, I believe uh, when time permits, from his own show. And his own in uh, his other ventures that he has going on on Twitch, Samuel Kalunga, aka Reckless Mage, uh, you know he he pops up. You know, a wild Reckless Mage appears in the wild. Uh, typically, a lot of times it's for the for the pay per view episode, and uh, that's something that I might be interested in doing. Looking looking to uh, bring people on at different points in time. Uh, right now, I'm just kind of trying to get. Trying to get some, trying to get some content, get some library, and then you know, depending on the different things that I have going on, I, I'll potentially be looking to get, hopefully, get like somebody to come on with me and discuss things. 
Uh, like I said, I still want to do Woman of Word. Um, not sure what, like, I guess, what, how, whatever fits, I guess, the guest schedule. Uh, like a lot of different black women and various other women that follow wrestling that are in the especially that may or may not be in the podcast space. I probably would reach out to the ones that are on podcast first because it's something that they're used to doing. And then if their schedule permits, you know, I'll be able to hopefully acquiesce to their schedule and then hold the episode and until like Wednesday, drop it on Woman Crush Wednesday. I mean, why not? Hashtag fine woman watch wrestling. I mean, it, 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 there's a lot of there, there's a lot of women, man, that, that, that really enjoy the show. And sometimes they're not represented properly on the shows. There's definitely a huge improvement since my early childhood days of watching wrestling. And well, maybe not early childhood, but probably my teenage or my 20s. You know, I'm a long way removed from those as well. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just had to make sure I didn't miss. The, I just had to make sure I didn't miss the draft. And like I said, uh, the NXT parking lot legatos. Like I told these guys, I don't know if they heard me in in, in the uh, in the spaces last night. Don't leave your players in the parking lot, because if it's a player that I want to jump. They will get kidnapped and put inside the Legato's van, and and, and and we going, man. We going to the Super Bowl. Like, this is my first year really back doing fantasy. Like, I did daily fantasy for a while. Uh, Virginia now has legal sports betting since January of 2021, or was it 2020, 2020? I want to it probably was 2020. Yeah, 2020. It had to be 2020. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, let's go ahead and start the show. Um, start off with the, the main crux, the main meat and potatoes of the show, uh, NXT. We have the NXT, uh, excuse me, the NXT champion, Braun Breaker, fresh off his victory over J.D. McDonough from Heat Wave. He calls out Tyler Bate. And Tyler Bate, as you know, showed up at Heat Wave with the NXT UK Championship. The same NXT UK Championship that he's actually going to be fighting for in the NXT UK Championship Tournament Finals against his, I guess you can call him his, to my, as far as I know, his best friend slash mentor slash tag team, former tag team partner, uh, Trent Seven, who um, got released from his NXT UK contract, and obviously th- there's a lot of moving parts with that. With NXT, uh, I guess closing is not a rebrand like going from NXT to NXT 2.0. Like NXT UK is shutting down, but they're coming back bigger and better with NXT Europe. And basically, the talent that you see come over from NXT UK to NXT are almost guaranteed to be a part of NXT Europe. Now, one of the big theories going around is that the NXT UK talent that was released is talent that was not going to be able to make it to the States to wrestle. 
that's like one of the big things going around. I know a lot of them have already announced dates for other promotions. Um, I know W, I believe WXW, uh, Amel, uh, the French Hope. I, I believe she's going to be wrestling on one of their events. I think September 23rd is like the first date that I saw. I think that's the date that everybody becomes available. Um, I know Shaw Samuels is going to be in ICW, I believe. And then he, he posted another booking at the same time. Uh, but I don't recall what that promotion is. Uh, Millie McKenzie, I believe she is supposed to be back in progress. Uh, if 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 not progress, it was another booking that, that she posted. But I believe it. I want to say it's progress. And, you know, her versus Kanji, I, 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 don't, I don't think Giselle Shaw is there anymore because I know she's in Impact right now. But I'm not sure if she's still wrestling for progress. Uh, I need to check up on Mercedes Blaze. That's probably definitely one of the women, at least, that I believe at last sight that I would love her to be the next one to uh, make it over to either NXT Europe or make it over to the States uh, to wrestle. But yeah, um, a lot of things going on. A lot of a lot of things going on, and you know, Tyler Bate. Excuse me, uh, Tyler Bate had an amazing. I, I wanted. I believe they. I believe it was a takeover. I can't recall which takeover, but it was after Tyler Bate dropped the NXT UK title uh, with the then Jordan Devlin. There's a takeover match that, so, I mean, no matter what you guys say about J.D. McDonough slash Jordan Devlin or Jordan Devlin McDonough, if you will, the guy can wrestle, man. A lot of people, like, call him mini Finn. I mean, he was trained by Finn Baller. He's from Ireland. And, I mean, it just is what it is. But, you know, Braun, you know, he says when he thinks of uh, well, uh, Bate, when Bate comes out, he talks about the situation, you know, that he's the first and last NXT UK champion. And uh, he's excited pretty much in not so many words about the prospects of NXT Europe. Braun Breaker says, hey, man, when I think of NXT UK, I think of Tyler Bate. But this is not NXT UK. This is the NXT. Uh, so I would be curious to see with the change from um, NXT Europe, NXT UK to NXT Europe, I would be curious to see if uh, NXT drops the 2.0 and just goes back to being NXT. Um, but I'm not sure if they have any plans for that in the in the immediate future. Uh, but I mean, because when I think of NXT, obviously I think of the period, the the, the black and gold. I think of the period of time uh, when they were on WWE Network before they got to USA, uh, and then even to then to to, to the to the to the USA period uh, prior to the pandemic, and then I mean they 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 did some stuff during the pandemic definitely kept me entertained, but at its height, definitely pre-pandemic NXT. Uh, if you're not afraid to go on Peacock. Or if you don't like Peacock, you can still go watch the old shows on Hulu. Uh, Hulu is another platform that a lot of a lot of WWE programming is on, like Main Event, which I definitely want to 
try to tap into and I'll probably uh, be able to speak on a couple of be able to speak on what went on on whatever the latest episode of main event was uh, as well uh, since like most of the AEW talk is going to be backstage talk and you know what they're doing headed into all out and what they're going to be doing from all out going up to Grand Slam so I mean it's a lot of things going on there but you know uh bronze like yo there 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 can only there should only be one NXT champion he makes the challenge for a title for title match against Tyler Bate they both raise their titles uh Wade's like uh yo I hope they can somehow make this match official we go into a Gallus video package video packages and things of that nature have have been a real a uh, huge sticking point on on the timeline in in the internet wrestling community uh, when people show up in all these different promotions for the first time and people are saying, I don't know if they're pretending. Which I mean, I get if you don't know who somebody is, because there have been there's been plenty of times where some somebody showed up and I had no clue who they were and a lot of people they would tap they 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 would tap it they would tap me in like yo check out. You know, such and such, such and such here, this, this, that, and the third. They might throw me the social media, um, their social media name, like what their ad is on Twitter or their ad on, on, on Instagram. And, you know, if you have the time to do the research, I mean, obviously that's a bonus. But if you don't, that's all people want is like some type of introduction. I believe, like, I think man, the Mance Warner situation was like one of the one of the big ones. And then recently, uh, there were people that I guess wanted to be funny in a way, or maybe they were serious, and they tried to clown the Johnny Gargano return, like, oh, WWE didn't give us a video package for him. Now, watch there be a video package for Johnny Gargano this this Monday. Uh, <laughs> if, if they're doing the same thing that NXT did, I can almost feel that, that that's coming. So... People need to relax. But yeah, um, the Godless Package video plays, you know, they, they discussed them being the former NXT UK uh, tag team champions. Also, the longest reigning uh, part of that was due to the NXT UK uh, shutting down during the pandemic. But, you know, they they did have defenses prior to that. And they uh, did have and, and then they had some defenses upon the return. So, I mean, it is what it is. It was what it was. And we're going to be getting the NXT UK Tag Team Championship match where Briggs and Jensen are going to be defending the titles against Gallus. But before Briggs and Jensen can get to the ring, we see in the back, we you know, Lash Legend, Fallon Henley, you know, no blows because, like, they were being kept apart. But eventually, you know, the tag team champions do make their way to the ring. And we come across some controversy. Uh, not quite sure how everything was supposed to play out. But we had Lash Legend come down to the ring and attack Fallon Henley. And then Fallon was going to try to get her lick back. But she got stopped by... Um, by Josh Briggs, who had just made the hot tag. He took advantage of 
you know, they they the, the champs were were finally able to get the advantage, and then Pretty Deadly shows up. So Pretty Deadly shows up. They start fighting with Briggs and Jensen, and uh and Last Legend and Fallon Henley's fighting Last Legend, and they're going up the ramp. They're heading toward the back. The referee is starting to count Briggs and Jensen out instead of calling for a disqualification. Either way, the match ends. Gallus wins by countout. They want the belts. The ref is trying to tell them, hey, nah, you know, you don't win the belts by countout. So it really didn't matter if it was a countout or a disqualification, but I know a lot of people were going to be making, you know, hubbub about that. And that's something that we're going to also discuss in another situation, you know, stemming from Heat Wave. Um, and, and I really want to applaud this woman um, when we get to when we get to that part of the show. Uh, we got the Grayson Waller effect coming up next. But prior to that, we have Chase U and they have invited Charlie Dempsey to teach a class. But Charlie, you know, he's William Regal's son, for those that don't know. Um so uh, I'm pretty sure people are probably going to be complaining about his, his name not being, you know, such and such Regal. I mean, but it is what it is. William Regal was still there when Charlie made it to TV on NXT UK. But he's Charlie Dempsey, you know, and Andre Chase is trying to tell him to ease up. He uh, then uh, has him spar, if you will, or show, put a move on Bodie Haywood. Hayward or Haywood, and he's like, well, you know, Bodie's more experienced, so let's have him come up, you know, and Charlie is still rough. He, you know, he forces uh, Bodie to, to tap, and he doesn't really want to let the hold go. Andre, you know, gets him off or whatever, pause if needed. And, you know, uh, Bodie gets up, he bowls up and, and, and try and pushes Charlie and things like that. And he's like, what was that? You know, he, he's really pissed. And, you know, then Dempsey called Chase you soft. That is such a William Regal thing to do. <laughs> so, I mean, I would love nothing more than a, um, oh, a Blackpool comedy club adjacent type of group. Obviously, you know, uh, D Familia, I actually like D Familia, but a lot of people didn't like the other two members, Tio Man and, Ro, and, and, and Rohit, Rohit Raja. Uh, both of those guys were also released, uh, unfortunately, but, you know, it is what it is. Like, again, NXT Europe, NXT Europe is coming, and I'd imagine that a good portion of the people released, if their contractual obligations elsewhere would allow... I can definitely see a lot of people popping back up for um, NXT Europe. Um, but yeah, you know, Dempsey called them soft and he told them to look up Billy Robinson. So I took the liberty myself to uh, Google, Google Billy Robinson, came across his Wikipedia. And yeah, the, the guy's legit. Um just to give you the a quick quick you know introduction William Alfred Robinson born September 18th 1938 uh he passed away March 3rd 2014 
He was a British professional wrestler and wrestling instructor. Robinson was one of the few wrestlers who was successful in several continents. Europe, North America, Asia, and Oceania. Never knew that was a continent. Unless that's Antarctica. I I guess I should have clicked to see where Oceania was. Um, He won titles and promotions nearly everywhere he wrestled. One of the leading practitioners of catch wrestling. uh, Or catches catch can, I believe, is, is what a lot of people call it. Uh, and he was a seven-time world champion. Robinson is considered to be one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time, with legendary champion Luthez once saying he was the greatest ever. Robinson was also well-known in Japan, where he trained mixed martial artists and professional wrestlers in catch wrestling. Uh, I believe one of the names that was on the list that I saw was Johnny Saints. Another was Shayna Baszler. So, you know, the guy has a resume. We find out that the title unification match between Braun Breaker and Tyler Bate is now official for Worlds Collide. Worlds Collide, that is going to be next Sunday or this coming Sunday, however you word it. And it's going to, it's not going head to head with, um, it's, it's not going head to head with All Out as was rumored it is going to be at 4 p.m excuse me 4 4 p.m eastern time so the good thing about that is the nfl regular season hasn't started and another big bonus even though they don't have preseason games on sundays the nfl cut down from four preseason games to three i believe they did that last year or, or they had two last year i forgot how they did it last year but they officially cut the schedule down to three preseason games so the labor day weekend there is no nfl football um we pick up on thursday with the uh the thursday night game to open up the season so that sunday between Saturday, well, I'm pretty sure there's college football between Saturday and Sunday, mostly Saturday, but um, Clash at the Castle on Saturday, Saturday night. We got um, the afternoon on Sunday for Worlds Collide, and then Sunday night we have All Out, and then I would imagine most people would would be off on Monday. So whatever you miss, you should be able to still catch depending on depending on what you got going on for Labor Day. My Labor Day is probably going to be filled with making two videos uh, for my Word Watch. Uh, Sunday morning, I'll most likely be doing my, my Clash at the Castle video. And then most likely, probably Monday morning, I'll do uh, the NXT video. And then Monday afternoon, uh, hopefully earlier and as early in the afternoon as I possibly can, uh, depending on what I have going on, I'll do the all-out video. If not, then I would most likely do the all-out video sometime Tuesday after after I get off work, prior to uh, NXT, um, prior to NXT airing, or at the latest, I would do it Wednesday uh, prior to Dynamite airing. I mean, it just depends on you know how I'm feeling. Uh, so now we do go to the Grayson Waller effect. But Grayson Waller, when he's out there, Vic Joseph and um, and Wade Barrett are still talking 
like when they, they have their talking parts outside the ring with the microphones. So Grayson Waller actually takes Vic Joseph's microphone to start the show. <laughs> and he's letting them know, he's letting Vic and Wade know, like, hey, man, the show is starting. Like after he takes the microphone. Uh, he explained uh, that other talk shows are about the guest, but this talk show is about him. Reminds me of uh, Tennille Dashwood, which we'll we'll get into in a little bit, because uh, she had her talk show where the guest uh, would come on and interview her uh, on on Impact. I know a lot of people probably don't watch Impact for whatever reason, whether they don't want to seek it out or they just don't have access TV. Uh, Apollo Crews is the first guest, which was already uh, announced that he would be the guest. And Grayson Waller, man, that dude, he's definitely shaping up to be one of those heels that he is hes entertaining and obnoxious, all wrapped into one. And he asked Apollo Crews, why is he a clout chaser? And asked him why he's here. And Apollo was trying to explain to him, like, hey, you know, I'm, I, that's, that's what I've been trying to tell. I've been trying to tell people why I'm here. Like there, there was something missing. Cause if you, if, if you knew, if you, if you were around when NXT was going on, like I said, on the network, like this is, this is that might maybe what, seven, six, six years ago. Cause I went to SmackDown a SmackDown back when they were doing the SmackDown tapings. Uh, and as me and my brother were coming into the arena, I believe Apollo Crews was wrestling either. No, it wasn't on main event because we, by the, when we got in there, uh, we did see the full taping for main event, uh, which had a dope social misfit, social outcast uh, uh, six-man tag against the New Day with an interesting way to book that match as well that involved uh Xavier Woods luggage so but uh I believe when I we were th coming through the corridor before we got into the actual arena itself we already got through the ticket part and I heard in your winner Apollo Cruz so he must have wrestled a dark match that night so um I don't remember if he was already on the main roster or if he was still in NXT at the time, but that was November, excuse me, that was May. I'm, I'm thinking about the upcoming Smack, uh, excuse me, the upcoming Raw that's going to be out here. Uh, but yeah, that was May 2016. And he had like a debut match. I believe he had it on, take, on, on a takeover similar to Kevin Owens. And then just like that, like pretty quick, he was already on the main roster. So he never really got a chance to really be one of those people that people talk about when people talk about NXT. Um, Waller wants to know what happened to his accent. So Apollo hits the accent. He's like, this accent? And he's like, yeah, you know, you had, you know, the garb and, you know, whatever else. And Apollo, man, he, 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 he gave it to him real, real talk, real talk, man. He's like. Yo, I'm still the Nigerian warrior. So, you know, Waller continues on, you know, trying to twist uh, 
trying to twist the words that Apollo that Apollo is saying. And he wants Apollo to do the thing. He wants Apollo to to have a vision. And Apollo's trying to tell him, hey, man, it doesn't work like that. And Waller starts blaming him for Gallus attacking Diamond Mine because Apollo knew that that was going to happen. But obviously the only thing we saw was like, and everybody was kind of confused by it, was like the green tent uh, and then Diamond Mine all laid out in the rain. And then, of course, that happens at Heat Wave with Gallus showing up and attacking Diamond Mine and the green lighting and everything like that. And um, he says that he's going to run Apollo out of NXT, similar to, you know, with a lot of the NXT 2.0 talent. They had matches with, you know, the black and a lot of black and gold members and a lot of black and gold members after they lost to a lot of talent, including Grayson Waller they went to the main roster uh and then he you know he kept bringing he was bringing up AJ Styles and and things like that in terms of people that you know he had to dispose of pretty much you know get them get them out of NXT uh like when AJ came down to do his program with Waller and then Apollo called Grayson a low budget Miz man um Grayson, the final nail, I guess, or the final straw, you know, was him asking Apollo what he's going to he's going to tell his kids, you know, about him, I guess, you know, being a failure, if you will, on the main roster. And, you know, he's like, well, daddy was a champ on Monday nights. Daddy was a champ on Friday nights and daddy's going to be a champ on Tuesday nights. And he. uh I believe he pushes Grayson down uh, to end the segment. And yeah, man, definitely. And I know a lot of people probably have their qualms about talk shows, but in the grand scheme of things, they've been around for a while. It's just who can execute them. Like I said, uh, on when I was speaking with Reckless Mage, uh, uh, Samuel Colunga on, on his show, The Distraction Finish, like there's it's it's gonna be hard to come up with with some original stuff. Is the 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 trick is gonna be to to put your own spin on things that or wrestling tropes that 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 are that are already happening. And I feel Grayson Waller, the Grayson Waller effect, you know, implementing the Instagram live and you know, things of that nature, I feel like you know, and then also having the the the, the desk in the ring because you know pretty much most of the uh, talk shows in uh, WWE, you know, they probably put some chairs in the ring or maybe put a couch. You know, get a couple of microphones. They might change the the uh, the the ring canvas, but this had a different look and feel to it. I don't recall if Seth's short-lived show. Uh, when he was, you know, aligned with John Stewart, I don't recall if his show had a desk, but you know, having a desk there, like, like kind of like an announcer's table sort of type of deal, you know, that that was a good look for the Grayson Waller effect. I don't obviously, you know, I, I wouldn't want to see it every week, but you know, him coming out and doing that, you know, every few weeks or you know, leading up to like a a. It, some type like a like a like a ple match or a big uh nxt special um match 
mat match like like a heat wave or 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 a great american bash or halloween havoc you know things of that nature hey man i'm all for it we get a tyler bait vignette or video package if you will and he's talking about his uh nxt uk journey so again we got somebody new introduced uh at um at heat wave this is the second one that they ran some type of video package for. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, Cameron Grimes, he defeated a uh, debuting Javier Bernal. Javier Bernal is uh, one of the talents from NXT Level Up that I guess has leveled up. Not sure if it was like a one-off, but it feels like there's going to be more coming in terms of he might be still wrestling on Level Up, but I think we're going to be seeing him more and more on Tuesdays. Uh, Big Body Hobby, definitely a pause-worthy name, but other than that, you know, what can we do? Uh, we had Joe Gacy in the Dyad, or, you know, collectively known as the Schism. They were up on the NXT perch. And they were looking down uh, at the match. Gacy wished uh, Grimes good luck before the match started. And, you know, like I said, Grimes, you know, he he, he did his, his cave-in stomp. And, you know, he got the victory. Um, but we're not done with uh, Javier Bernal. Uh, we'll definitely go ahead and, you know, speak on him a little bit later. And then the trifecta. We get a Blair Davenport video package or vignette, if you will. And she's going to be making her NXT proper debut, like her debut match against Indy Hartwell. So again, they had three people show up at, uh, well, three people, well, three, three, three talents. You know, Gallus being three, th three people, three people in, in in a collective. So you know, I count them as as you know one until they're able to branch out again. And then we get a promo video from Alba Fire talking about her feud with Lash Legend, and I feel like she would be somebody that would be next up, if you will for the NXT Women's or NXT UK Women's title, uh, which she held for a while. So I don't really see, unless they absolutely, absolutely have to use her, I don't really see her going after the NXT UK Women's title anymore. But definitely she's staking a claim to be somebody in the conversation uh, for the for the NXT women's title. Uh, Blair Davenport came out. She defeated Indy Hartwell. Um, decent, decent enough. Um, some, some spots, including the finish, looked, 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 looked kind of rough uh, in terms of, you know, in, in, in terms of how uh, Indy landed, but she appeared to be fine. And, um, Excuse me, Blair Davenport announces herself as the number one contender to the NXT UK Championship. Now, that match 
hasn't happened yet. So Blair Davenport Lorian uh, is running around with Tyler Bate, I guess, <laughs> going Bate to the future in a DeLorean <laughs> or in a in a, in a Davenport Lorian because she is actually going to be in a four-way on NXT UK to determine a champion, to determine the number one contender, excuse me. And uh, Eliza Alexander, Amel, and Isla Dawn are her three opponents. And, I mean, I kind of wish the circumstances would have allowed for a lot of the NXT UK episodes to have already aired. Um, maybe they could have did something similar to when they started NXT UK. Uh, on the network, they used to show two episodes at a time, uh, but they went to just showing the one episode at a certain point. Like, I, but I, I know when I when I was viewing NXT UK, they had an episode from three to four on Thursday or Wednesday. I forgot the exact day. That, that they would air the show because I believe it moved a couple of times and I want to say it was either so it had to be either Wednesday or Thursday when 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 the show would air and they would show you know two one hour episodes so a two hour block so I kind of wish they would have did something like that here that way we would already know Tyler Bate we would have already seen him win the uh, the NXT UK title and then of course you know, we could have had the 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 number one contendership fatal four way. I don't recall if it's going to be a four way one fall to the finish or if it's going to be elimination style. But I guess you can say that Blair Davenport wins that match. Um, but yeah, she like I said, she talks about being the number one contender, and she says like the. Well, let me put this phone on a charger so so that the phone does not go out on me during during this show um but yeah Blair you know she's saying that the NXT title you know would have to do basically so outcomes you hear toxic and outcomes Mandy Rose so, you know, Mandy is talking about, hey, I'm going to need y'all to start putting some respect on my name. And this brings out the one and only, no, not Ricochet, brings out Miko Satamora. And Mandy says the best way to get some respect put on her name is if, you know, she wrestles Miko Satamora and beats Miko Satamora, the final boss. This is the final boss that we're talking about. So, for those that don't watch NXT UK, Miko, any woman in that in that uh, division that wanted a title shot, pretty much all they had to do was ask, and she would say yes. She would give them a title shot. So she like immediately accepts and you know title for title she's like at um 
at Worlds Collide. And then Blair Davenport is like, yo, hold up. <laughs> I'm the number one contender to your title, basically. Like, and then Miko does her best Becky Lynch impersonation. And she just says, triple threat, triple threat match. So much like Braun and, 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 and Tyler Bate, you know, Wade, Wade Barrett, you know, because there is no distinctive authority figure since, since William Regal um, got released uh, to, to really, like, book these matches. So, you know, Wade sells it like, hey, you know, hopefully they can make this official. And, you know, there, we, there you have it. We, we could potentially be having a uh, woman's triple threat. And, you know, AEW has a four-way, you know, for the interim title, you know, that same night. So it's going to be interesting to see how many women can get on these uh, pay-per-views and PLEs uh, for uh, NXT as well as AEW. And then we have we have uh, Tiffany Stratton, you know, with a new look, with her, her braided hair and uh, her, her ring attire you know, look is a is a departure from her daddy's daddy's little rich girl uh, aesthetic, and she's talking about going after the uh, NXT Women's Title. Mackenzie brings up, "Hey, uh, are you overlooking your opponent for the night, uh, which is Wendy Chu? They're going to be wrestling in a lights out match, and pretty much she gets." offended with that line of questioning and she closes the interview by saying it's all about me again another thing where i'm like thinking to myself to neil dashwood slash emma and i would love nothing more than to see to neil dashwood back on my tv she doesn't or you know emma it, it really doesn't matter what name she shows back up as but I feel like her feud with Paige, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Saray, uh, or Saray, Saraya, uh, excuse me if I'm, if I'm butchering her name, uh, uh, Knight is her last name. And that really, to me, sparked off the, the woman's evolution within WWE, like the things that they were able to do down in NXT. Uh, those were like the first two, and then you had from there you had the four horsewomen, and then obviously you had your Oscars, and you know your Bianca Belairs, your Shayna Baszler's, your Io Shirai's, uh, your Kyrie Sane's, and 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 everything like that. Because um, she is a free agent, uh, she's no longer with Impact Wrestling. Uh, we got uh, Tony D'Angelo. He's pretty much laying down the law to uh, Legato. Letting them know, like, hey, you know, that that was cute. That was cute what y'all did, uh, trying to back Santos, you know, basically at at the uh, at, at Heat Wave. But he's like, look, I'm here. I'm the leader, and you know, it is what it is. Uh, we get JD McDon- JD McDonough hanging upside down, cutting a promo, said that he probably liked uh, getting beat by Braun Breaker more than Braun Breaker liked beating him. You know, he said he, he said he enjoyed it. 
And then we get Caden and Katana backstage with Wesley. And they are talking about what they just saw, you know, you know, calling, you know, like JD being weird and things of that nature. And Caden and Katana were throwing shade, you know, in reference to the women's tag team titles. I thought that was pretty funny. You know, they already went up to uh, Faraz and Leon, uh, which I believe that was supposed to be something that happened this week, unless it happened at Heat Wave. But um, if it if it was supposed to happen this past Tuesday, I, I would think that, you know, hopefully, you know, obviously there's another big omission from tonight's show. And, and you know, we'll, you know, briefly, briefly speak on that. Um, at the end of this, uh, at the end of this, and and I'm 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 gonna I'm I'm working on like my my timing, uh, so hopefully we can um, hopefully we can get everything in, which I, I don't see why we, why we wouldn't be able to. Um, and the whole time they were they that uh, Caden and Katana, you know, they were talking like they're the true uh, tag team champions in WWE and NXT. Wondering why they didn't get the invite to the to the women's uh, tag team tournament on the main roster, and Wesley is enjoying every bit of this. <laughs> uh, so then we come back, and Indy Hartwell, she is still in the ring, or still at ringside. She's sitting on the ring apron, and she's talking about you know, like yo, this sucks. I I gotta get better, and everything like that. And then a wild Dexter, Dexter Loomis appears from under the ring, gets in the ring, and Index is back. I'm not sure what this means for Indy Hartwell in terms of if she's going to go up to Raw or anything like that, or if she's going to stay in NXT for, you know, a little while longer. But they um, they do a callback to when... Dexter first carried out uh Indy when Indy faked like uh like she got knocked out or whatever and and uh Dexter picks her up or she got knocked off the apron or something like that and fell into Dexter's arms so they replayed up on that like Dexter like uh Indy jumped off the apron into his arms and he walked her to the back then you know they get to like an exit he hands her a letter. He walks out. You see police lights from police cars, you know, in the background through the glass. And then they tell him to put his hands behind his back. Indy looks at the letter, uh, says that, you know, Dexter loves her and things of that nature and goodbye for now. So that could be a signal that that could be a signal that, that Indy Hartwell is on her way to Monday Night Raw. Uh, no puns intended, because uh, uh, Dexter does have a lot of prophylactics, uh, as you saw on the honeymoon. <laughs> uh, and then we get to Cora Jade getting interviewed by Mackenzie Mitchell. And Cora Jade heard what y'all said. <laughs> Like, she really went off on, you know, the people that were posting, like, how she should have got disqualified against Roxanne Perez uh, for, you know, she hit the, uh, she hit, like, her finisher or whatever onto the kendo stick. 
uh, that was inside of the ring. Uh, so again, a, another situation where people felt it should have been in disqualification, but this time Cora Jade actually got the victory. And yeah, <laughs> like I said, man, like Cora Jade, Cora Jade has it. Like, like maybe she still has to do some some more in ring, but this character that 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 she's taking on definitely is a huge departure from when she was uh, when she was a face. Uh, she's definitely more in tune. Uh, Cora Jade is as a heel. Uh, we got the Dyad. The Dyad defeated Legado del Fantasma, uh, Cruz del Toro, and uh, Joaquin Wilde. The crowd was going crazy, especially during the portion of the match where um, Joaquin, he was just getting in his bag. And the more Lucha stuff that those two did, it just kept pissing off Tony D'Angelo. And, you know, he wants them to wrestle, you know, basically whatever that means. Uh, then I don't have the exact quote of, you know, what he was telling uh, Legato to do. And uh, Grimes, uh, excuse me, uh, Cameron Grimes is at on the same NXT perch that, you know, the schism was on earlier. And they're like, come join us, uh, basically. So, I mean, it's just, I don't know about Cameron Grimes without a beard after seeing GYV without a beard. Uh, so hopefully they do something where, you know, the former GYV, uh, the diet can, you know, get their facial hair back and, you know, so that they can eventually soon uh, be recognized as either the NXT tag champs or the NXT UK tag champs, however they want to do it. Uh, and then we get to the woman of word portion of the show. Javier Berthal, fresh off his loss. Uh, she, there's this woman there that's just undeniable to me. And come to find out that is uh, Tiana Caffey. And yeah, I would imagine that at some point they're going to have to put her on level up, see where she's at. I guess once she's um, done her training and I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited in more ways than one. <laughs> But uh, we're going to go ahead and keep it clean. Uh, so Tyler Bate makes his entrance for his match against Von Wagner. And before Von Wagner can come out, we cut to Legato leaving. But then a mysterious yet familiar black SUV truck or black truck pulls up. And it is Santos Escobar. And he's like, you guys didn't think I would leave without y'all, did you? Get in. And, you know, the, the trio, you know, gets in. And Legato rides off, man. And it, it's going to be interesting to see if they pop up on Raw or if they pop up on SmackDown. But if you saw what Legato was doing tonight, 
you fully understand why they're going the route that they're going with with them, you know, staying aligned with Santos along with uh Electra Lopez and that 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 four that four person group is 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 definitely uh headed to the main roster. Uh we go back to the ring, Von Wagner is in the ring. Uh earlier in the night they did interview Von Wagner and he spoke about the match being uh the big strong boy against the big strong man. And yeah, that's that's pretty much what it was. He 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 tossed around bait uh until you know bait was able to get the advantage and he won with his spinny boy from the from the top rope uh to get the to get the three count. Uh, next week, or well, more out, more with me speaking today. This coming Tuesday, uh, the Creed brothers will be teaming up with Damon Kemp to take on Gallus. That's uh, Mark and Joe Coffey and Wolfgang. Uh, they're going to be taking them on next week. Roddy wants to, uh, I guess, be involved in that, but they said that they needed a Julius uh, said that they needed a partner that they, that they can trust. And they basically do not trust um, uh, Roddy, uh, Roger Strong. Uh, Briggs and Jensen come in, you know, you know, you see the the, the, the tag titles. Um, and, you know, they're saying, you know, save a piece of Gallus for them. And Roddy's like, no, <laughs> we're going to destroy we're going to destroy Gallus, so there will be nothing left for us to share with you, basically. And, you know, Julius steps up, and he's like, yeah, nah, we got this. And then um, they bring up Roddy saying that, you know, that essentially that they're better than, you know, the Usos, or, like, they're not just the best tag team in NXT, uh, but Briggs and Jensen are like, you know, you guys are not the best tag team in NXT. And, you know, they have the they have the UK titles basically to prove it, basically. So, you know, uh, Julius, he's like, well, once we're done with Gallus, you know, then it's on. It's on, you know. So that that's that's where we're at so far with uh, the tag titles. And uh, speaking of Briggs and Jensen, also uh, next week they're going to be teaming with Fallon Henley uh, in a six-person mixed tag, and they're going to be taking on Pretty Deadly and Last Legend. And then another match that we got made official was uh, it's going to be Grayson Waller going up against Apollo Cruz. Uh, so already Tuesday is looking pretty. Tuesday is looking pretty good. Uh, we. Go to the main event, which is going to be a lights out match. Say what you want. Uh, you really can't compare this match to the Britt Baker Thunder Rosa lights out match. Two different styles of matches, kind of, sort of. Uh, WWE, you know, they they turned the lights down. Uh, kind of gave me vibes from, uh, I believe it was the Beware of Dog pay per view, and I want to say it was a strap match. Uh, between uh, Stone Cold and Savio Vega. Um, I was listening to a podcast and they made mention of uh, Savio Vega um, 
being hospitalized in Puerto Rico. Uh, so definitely well wishes to him. And, you know, we, 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 we get into the match and, you know, it was a pretty, pretty entertaining match, pretty entertaining match. Uh, we got a lot of, you know, a lot of unique, uh, well, not unique spots, but got a lot of interesting spots like the trash can on Tiffany uh, Stratton's head. And then uh, Wendy Chu hit, hit, hit the, hit the, hit the trash can with, um, with the tennis racket, with, uh, with Trish Stratton's uh, tennis racket. Uh, we got a finisher uh, submission that Wendy Chu put on uh, Tiffany Stratton. She reaches for her brief, her per- her purse, and she pulls out hairspray and sprays Wendy Chu to get her off of her. Um, the finish comes when she tries to do the makeup powder, but Wendy knocks it into her face instead and puts her through a twin bed. <laughs> and then she, you know, she rolled her in. She hit the nap time, and, and she got three count. So all in all, all in all, pretty entertaining main event. You know, uh, you know, had the spot with the Legos. Uh, you know, instead of thumbtacks, obviously. And we closed the show with Blair Davenport, Mandy Rose, and Miko Satamora all signing. The contract for the triple threat. The camera pans out, and then Tyler Bate signs on for his match against Braun Breaker, and Braun Breaker does the same. And that's how we go off the air, seeing the five participants in the four title belts at the table. And man, Worlds Collide is definitely shaping up to be something. we're going to go ahead and jump over to NXT UK. Uh, like I said, they are behind. Uh, they're not in real time, basically. Had a lot of things going on, I guess, with BT Studios. So a lot of uh, times they they weren't able to do tapings there. And then when they did do tapings, they definitely tape, you know, a handful of shows or, you know, um, all in that one shot. And then they go ahead and air those shows at a later date. Um, Trent Seven defeated Oliver Carter. And, you know, Oliver, he was selling his leg injury for, you know, majority of the match before he uh, tapped out to the figure seven. And that moves Trent Seven on to this Thursday's final. Uh, The next match was... Tyler Bate beating Joe Coffey to earn his way into the championship match. And I don't know if that's going to be the last episode of NXT UK. Um, But I currently have plans to rewatch NXT UK dating all the way back to the inaugural NXT UK championship tournament that Tyler Bate won to become to become the first um, NXT UK champion. So I will most likely go back and do that uh, and and include that as part of the show. Excuse me, not sure how much in depth I'll go. I guess it'll just depend on the matches that are on a certain episode or on a certain special, like TakeOver, for example, uh, where they've had, 
you know, the NXT UK title uh, being defended. Uh, we get the announcement that uh, Blair Davenport, Isla Dawn, Amel, and Eliza Alexander, and it is a, 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 an elimination match. Uh, from what I'm looking at my notes, it it it, it is uh, going to be a four way elimination, and you know the winner will be the number one contender, which you know Blair already uh, stated earlier in the sh- in uh, stated on NXT after uh, after she defeated Indy Hartwell. Um, she stated that she's the number one contender. And then we get the main event. And I was wondering why Mark Coffey, they haven't referenced him as, at least from what I gathered, they haven't, you know, made note of him being uh, the Heritage Cup champion. But uh, he would end up losing uh, to Noam Dar, two falls to one. Uh, he hit a, a sliding forearm on Noam to win the first fall. And then uh, Noam Dar put him in a submission. And Mark Coffey looks at the time remaining in the round. He opts to tap out. So we are tied up 1-1. And then a Wild Shaw Samuels appears for the final uh round and you know he not he helps assist uh norm dar win back the heritage cup uh shaw samuels like i said he was released as well um so it'd be interesting to see if if dar brings the cup with him if he shows back up in the States, he was on 205 Live and, and Monday Night Raw uh, back when they were building the Cruiserweight division, you know, running around with Alicia Fox. And I believe, to my knowledge, he's dating Aaliyah James, uh, another woman of word. Um, let's go ahead and get into. OK, yeah, we're definitely making good. We're definitely making good timing. Um so, you know, let's get into uh, NXT level up. I feel like with um, Javier, Javier Bernard, uh, excuse me, Javier, Javier Bernal, uh, big body Javi, uh, uh, showing up in uh, NXT. So um, I feel like it's going to be important to, to watch NXT level up to see who will be the ones that will level up and, and make it to NXT. Uh, as you know, Quincy Elliott, he has yet to debut on NXT 2.0, but they had a, a you know, a video thing for him. And he spoke on, you know, debuting on NXT. So I would imagine either this week or after, or the Tuesday right after, um, right after Worlds Collide, uh, I think uh, we'll we'll be seeing the Super Diva, uh, so we'll be seeing him sh- uh, soon enough. Um, but yeah, Idris Anofe and Malik Blade they defeated Bronco Nima and Lucian Price. Uh, that they they got a couple of tag teams down there on NXT level up that really feel that makes me feel like they're really going to give tag teams their their due, like like they're trying to build up. 
this tag team division from NXT level up to NXT to the WWE main roster. And, uh, you know, they did the one spot where um, where Bronco and Lucian, I, I, I don't recall which one did it, but they took off uh, Malik's vest and, you know, stepped on the vest. Uh, and I believe they're saying the vest has, you know, it's like a family tradition, uh, if you will. Uh, but there is another tag team. Uh, Bryson Montana is one of is one of the wrestlers on that team because uh, I had I did see as after NXT Level Up ended it you know on Hulu it would continue on to another episode and it landed on the episode where Quincy Elliott picked up his first victory uh, which was over um, Bryson Montana. Nathan Frazier is in the back. He gets interviewed by Kelly Kincaid, the former Quinn McKay from ROH. And uh, the more and more I see her, I, I wonder if uh, if she's going to get eventually get the opportunity to wrestle on Level Up. Uh, she only wrestled, far as I could tell, like two two or three matches in ROH. And um, Nathan Frazier has the line of the night because he like asks McKenzie like, "Hey, do you know you know what I'm good at, or you know do you know you know besides you know pro wrestling or whatever and stuff like that?" So, um, a soccer, I mean, excuse me, a basketball gets 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 tossed at him, and he's like, "I was told this was gonna be a soccer ball." <laughs> So that 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 was pretty funny, and then of course he kicks the ball. I don't know he who he hit. I guess he hit just like a regular worker um, in WWE uh, when he kicked the basketball. Uh, we got Kiana James beat Amari Miller, and I feel like even before her controversial or like a downright wrong tweets uh, in regards to Athena being the first. Um, Excuse me, I was I was trying to uh, relight this swisher. Uh, definitely trying to uh, quit these again, but kind of picked them up. And yeah, it's an ongoing battle. You know how that goes. But um, yeah, Mari Miller, man, I don't I don't know. Even before the tweets, she kind of has been somebody that has been falling lower and lower down the ladder. Uh, when it comes to uh, women in NXT and totally unrelated to her situation, it definitely makes me miss Zeta Ramirez, uh, more commonly known as AQA. And, you know, I hope she's doing well. Uh, So definitely um, on the flip side, Kiana James, I feel like she's definitely doing her thing. She's taking on her gimmick or, you know, whatever in, her character and I can see big things for her being um I think uh Kayla Inlay I, be- I believe is her name and then obviously she had the name change to and, and got the character or whatever for uh as, as Kiana James and you know I really like her hi Kiana <laughs> and then we got the main event we got uh we got we got Nathan Frazier you know, he beat Ikimanjaro. You know, they had some excellent action. Obviously, you know, two very athletic guys. And I feel like uh, Ikiman could have been positioned better if the Cruiserweight title was still a thing. But, you know, obviously, 
you know, a guy that was not on NXT uh, this week, Carmelo Hayes, along with Trick Williams, uh, won that title off of Roderick Strong to unify it into the North American Championship. Uh, so as of now, you know, Ikiman has been somebody that has consistently been on uh, NXT level up. And, you know, he's he's doing what he can with it. Um, I know a lot of other people were mad about the Nathan Frazier slash Ben Carter situation uh, during the pandemic. He wrestled uh, on Dark and I believe a special like late night Dynamite. Uh, against Lee Johnson, if I'm not mistaken. And then from there, he signed with uh, WWE. He had uh, signed with WWE. And it was kind of one of those situations where they had somewhere for him to wrestle in Europe, whereas AEW did not. So I feel like that was like a major major thing that led to his decision uh, to sign uh, and, and, and wrestle wrestle uh, as a member of the NXT UK roster. And then obviously he came over to the States. Uh, He was able to come over to the States and, you know, he's been off and on uh, for NXT television. Uh, So, you know, seeing him here on, on level up, definitely uh, worthy of the main event. And then we get, that's, you know, the end of the show. Um, I know previously I spoke about, or I read off, you know, the newest members of the, uh, WWE PC performance center class. Uh, I wanted to take some time to give them their proper just due. And I'm definitely not a fan of these swishers when, when, when they get to the end. You know, my lighter is flicking like Little Wayne <laughs> or Lil Wayne. Uh, <laughs> but let's go ahead and let's give these let's give these new recruits uh, their proper due. Um, especially after seeing Tiana Tiana Caffey on, especially after seeing her uh, actually appear on television. Uh, obviously, of course, the big name, uh, Valerie Lareda. Uh, again, uh, she's an acclaimed Mitch Marshall artist who previously fought in Bellator, where she compiled a 4-1 record. Uh, she's 24 years old from Miami, Florida. She has a black belt in Taekwondo. And again, like I said, she made a lot of waves in uh, MMA uh, for her social media presence. And she is also the first Cuban-American to be signed by WWE. Uh, her uh, signing was also announced separately from everybody else's uh, prior to them announcing who, who the class was. Like she made the announcement and, you know, WWE posted an article and a lot of other uh, sports outlets picked up that she has signed with WWE. Uh, next up, we got the 24-year-old Tracy Hancock, uh, already an internationally renowned amateur wrestler, competed at the 2020 Olympic Games in Tokyo. Six foot one, 215 pounds, a native of Colorado Springs, spent five years training with Team USA and won a bronze medal at the 2021 World Championship, 2021 World Wrestling Championships. Uh, next up, we have a former Miss Indiana, Alexis Lette, 
and uh, she was on the volleyball team as the leading middle striker for George Washington University. She's another person that's a social media star. And, you know, she did Wonder Woman's uh, TikToks and uh, hosts, I believe it is a, um, a cryptocurrency podcast called CryptoCast. Uh, we have Tiller Bucktrot, six foot four, three hundred five pounds, former offensive lineman for Tulsa University. He's originally from Stroud, Oklahoma, and he's a proud representative of his indigenous heritage as a member of the Muscogee uh, Creek Tribe. My apologies if I mispronounced that. Uh, then next we have twenty-four-year-old uh, Abul Abadi Fitzgerald. Uh, native of Lakeland, Florida, and he is originally from Nigeria, six foot five, 284 pounds, and he played four years as a defensive tackle for Kentucky. AJ, AJ Amrine is a well-renowned fitness instructor from Scottsburg, Indiana, a former, tub, a former tumbler on the acrobatics and tumbling team for Baylor, and she is a three-time national champion with uh, the Baylor Bears, and she was named the 2020 uh, Female Scholar Athlete of the Year. Next up, we have the six-foot-four, 335-pound Antoine Frazier from Huffman, Texas, uh, where he excelled on the football field uh, for both Kansas University as well as the University of Northern Iowa. Next up, we have... Um, and NIL athlete Isaac Odugbasan, three-time SEC shot put champ uh, from Lagos, Nigeria, and currently holds both the indoor and outdoor distance records for Alabama. Next up, we have the 24-year-old Daniel McArthur, a four-time NCAA All-American and ACC track and field champion from UNC, uh, the University of North Carolina, as one of my coworkers would say, go Tar Heels. Standing six foot four, weighing in at 300 pounds. Uh, he holds both the indoor and outdoor shot putt records at UNC and uh, also attended the 2020 Olympic trials. We got Gina DeLucia, 24 years old. She's a CrossFit competitor and she ranked among the top females in the United States. She graduated from Ole Miss and uh, she's a former cheerleader. And then she went on to compete internationally at a lot of uh, the most prestigious, the uh, CrossFit's most renowned uh, competitions. Giovanna Ebrinio has a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, won both of the Pan American and European Championships. 25 years old from Sao Paulo, Brazil, and uh, is also a personal trainer. Uh, originally from Fort Worth, Texas, Houston Miller, six foot four, 260 pound beast, who played three seasons for Texas Tech along their defensive line. Uh, we got Caleb Bolgard, multi-sport athlete, originally from Fenton, Michigan, six foot three, 209 pounds. Uh, 24 years old and definitely stood out on South Alabama's baseball team as a utility hitter. 
Uh, and then we have, you know, standing at six foot one, 310 pounds, we have Joe Spivik. Another 2021 2022 WWE NIL athlete uh, out of Northwestern University, a native of Darren, Illinois. Uh, Spivak was named captain of the Wildcats football team. Uh, the defensive lineman was also named to the 2021 Warfel Trophy watch list. And that honors, you know, college football's most impactful uh, community service leaders. And uh, got a couple of more. Uh, Sarah Bear was a standout collegiate soccer and basketball player at both Bowling Green University and Lynn University. The 26-year-old dual sport athlete also has a master's in criminal justice. We got, and then we have my my favorite. <laughs> we have the 23-year-old Tiana Caffey. When I saw that woman on my screen, I almost lost my mind. Like, sight unseen, didn't know who she was. And, you know, she was telling, I need another lighter, because I am definitely not a uh, little Lil Wayne. Uh, but she was telling, you know, uh, Javier, you know, you'll get it next time. And he was, like, really offended by that. But Hank security, Hank secure, Hank the security officer, you know, interjects, you know, and has Tiana leave, and he's trying to tell, you know, as I walk aimlessly through my apartment, that you know you can't, you can't, you can't talk to women like that. So you know, Javier leaves, and you know, essentially, essentially, Hank calls him a jerk, and they're clearly building toward Hank wrestling himself um, at, at, at some point, you know, be it NXT level up. And it seems like he'll be one of those talents that almost immediately coming off of level up will uh, see him most likely against Javier on NXT proper. But, you know, Tiana, man, she, she feels like somebody like her Jakara, Jakara Jackson, and then obviously, you know, you have The Rock's, the Rock's daughter, not Pebble Maivia, <laughs> Ava Rain. Uh, I know she's wrestling, I believe, on house shows. Uh, so, you know, Tiana, she's 23, former collegiate soccer player for LSU, uh, native of uh, Port St. Lucie, Florida, and uh, she played for the under-17 national soccer team for the U.S. Uh, last but not least, we have a threat on the gridiron and on the mat. Roman Masek was an offensive lineman for du Duquesne uh, University and a bronze medalist at the PIAA State Wrestling Championships. Uh, I believe that's Pennsylvania, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yep, six foot one, 265 pounds from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And also holds the bench press record at Duquesne uh, at a whopping 450 pounds. So definitely if you get the opportunity to watch NXT Level Up, be it on Peacock, Hulu, or other, um, or other means, uh, definitely I will uh, strongly recommend. Uh, definitely I would strongly recommend watching NXT Level Up. 
This is Ben Jerome Says Word with a edition of Word on Wrestling, Word on NXT edition. And yeah, I uh, I wish I could, you know, get a time machine. <laughs> and uh, yeah, hope you, hope you guys enjoyed the pod. Like I said, you can uh, catch me on Reckless Mages uh, Twitch. Uh, like I said, I'll go ahead and see. Um, I should be able to link. I should be able to link it for you guys. And uh, yeah, that's it for me. Uh, until tomorrow. And uh, I'll catch you guys on the next one. Word.